Hello and welcome to Damn Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses. My name is Doug, and these are my acute mental neuroses. I want to start off by saying I wish I was drinking on this episode. It is going to get super real um, in the end. Um, in fact, it'll be closer to the beginning, so I'm just going to slam through a few things, and then we're going to get right into it. Um, weirdly enough, there was a bit of foreshadowing last week that I didn't realize um, was happening when I said that I hadn't talked about my dad in a while. Well, we're going to be talking about my dad. Long-time listeners know this is a thing. So I do want to, on the uh, silver lining to the dark cloud that's coming, um, I did get my new Wacom little pen tab, oops, sorry, pen tablet. I love it. Um, I hate the pen with it, but I'm adjusting. I tried to get a new pen for it, and they don't make pens, little pen mice, pen mouse, whatever you want to call it, um, that work for them. So, damn, it, I'm, I'm adjusting, but I've, I've done another illustration for Fear Agents, and uh, I'll be working on some new variant covers next week, so I'm, I'm, I'm adjusting to it. I'll, I'll figure it out. Um, I'd love to go more depth into, you know, the, a review of it, but that's, that's, I've got so much, you can tell weighing on me, um, that I just want to get to the, you know, to the, the weighing on me stuff. Um, I, like I said, had huge art of um, Fire of Doing, and uh, got our website updated, changed a few things, very small cosmetic changes. I redid a bit of our about page to reflect um, people that are with the company, people who are no longer with the company, stuff like that. Uh, you know, go back and look at the about page. I redid some of our descriptions, so they're um, a bit more fun um, in terms of mine and Deb's and uh, the corporate mascot empty bottles. Let's just get into it. Uh, my dad. So last week, um, I get this call on Saturday from my dad. Uh, I only talked to my dad on his birthday, my birthday, and Christmas. That's it. It's not that we don't like each other. It's not that we don't get along. He is very much kind of out of sight, out of mind. No news is good news. So to hear from him randomly in August was a little disconcerting, and he didn't sound great, and he was calling me for a ride from the hospital. Uh, turns out he had been in the hospital since that Tuesday. Yes, folks, he was in a hospital for five days before I even knew he was in a hospital. Um, he went in for a routine medical thing. He was uh, just having his bad knee drained. That's not really important. Um, but he was going in for something very routine, very benign. And they end up um, hospitalizing him, and he uh, was diagnosed with congestive heart failure. So... We got to have a very fun conversation on the way back to dropping him off from the hospital about living wills and do not resuscitate orders and what to do with a few things. He's got some land, you know, and what I want to do with that when the time comes. This is, and you know, having a conversation like that with a parent, um, I've had that talk with my mom, who I'm very close to. You know, it, it's a little rough, um, but I, I look at... Talks like that don't need to be emotional. Um, the passing does, but in terms of I need to keep a very clear, calm head when we start talking about living wills and do not resuscitate or do resuscitate, um, that kind of stuff, because I need to have that information calmly stored in my vault-like brain. Um, so that, you know, I wasn't overly worried about him talking about that, but it was that... You know, they said he might need open-heart surgery in the next five years. And he goes, yeah, well, we'll see. And the doctor said, well, whether you want it or not, whether you do it or not, you'll need it. Um, 
And I had talked to my mom after we dropped him off. I said, do you think he's just going to pack it in? Um, I mean, he'll be, by that time, he'll be pushing 70, if not over. You know, she goes, I don't know. I said, well, if he's like me, uh, and I, I'm very much like my dad, whether I want to admit it or not some days, um, in this we are alike, where I would I would just say I'm packing it. I've had a good run. Um, he doesn't have a significant other. He doesn't have any pets. There's no quote-unquote reason to, to go on. He's not holding out for something magical to happen or to complete his race with anyone or anything or anybody. And, um, you know, if I was in his position, I would, I would say like by the time the, the, the heart attack or whatever happens, um, he would go just, yeah, I've had a good run. The end. He lived a life without fanfare, but it was without consequence and regret, I think. And I think that's where he comes from. That's where, you know, I do live with some regret, and we're going to get into that later, because um, I regret something I've been hiding um, from this show. So, you know, I think he's coming to peace with it. Um, I think it's still very abstract um, and even very intellectual at this point for him. You know, they're treating it with medication and diet. He's had a good diet. He quit smoking two years ago, which I'm, I'm hoping helped. Um, I know I'm still smoking. I've had a few people go, really? Like... This is, you know, seemingly out of the blue um, in your life, and you're going to keep smoking. Yeah, I, I I have stopped drinking. I haven't quit drinking, but I've stopped drinking for over a month, and I need something for even a minuscule amount of stress relief or being able to just have an excuse to walk away from a situation. Um, also, I like it. I, I enjoy smoking, um, and I am an adult, and I understand the health risks, and obviously I've seen them... I'm seeing them firsthand, uh, the consequences, and, and I'm still okay with it for now. But I also think I'm a functioning immortal, so <laughs> there's a healthy amount of denial there. You know, that was that was a little rough, and it made me kind of, you know, it, didn't, it, it shook my mom up, and I think my dad, see, he sounded a lot better after he and I got done talking. It, it made me, you know, realize I need to be a bit more honest about things on this show, and this is going to seem so hot on the heels of, of this whole dad congestive heart failure thing, which... Uh, when I when I say heart failure, it doesn't mean that his heart keeps stopping working or, or stops working repeatedly. Um, it's that apparently he was born with a murmur, which I had no idea about. Not even my mom knew, and she's known him for almost fifty years. Um, and and just a bum valve, and sometimes it fills up with a little liquid, and uh, you know it has a hard time flushing out or whatever. It shouldn't even have to flush out. Um, and eventually, like I said, it's going to result in open heart surgery if he decides to do that. So, you know, I think him facing that, I, I need to face up to something. I need to, to cop to something here, um, and which I was eventually going to do, but this was kind of a catalyst where I think I need to be honest, um, especially with trying to get better. And here, here's the deal, folks. The, the, the note literally says, let's be honest here. Um, there was something I talked about months and months ago where I said, you know, it's a little sensitive. I can't really talk about it. Um, well, the time has come to talk about it. I know I've, I've teased it here and there over the last probably six months. And I talk about getting better, but I have to, to be honest to get better. I have to face the problem. I, I got a DWAI, uh, Driving While Ability Impaired, um, kind of a baby DUI, and that was last year, late last year. I don't know if I didn't really talk about it, or I know that you know I was ashamed, um, embarrassed, scared uh, on how people would react. Um, I know Music Girl 
you know, is a bartender, and I was really itchy about bringing it up to her, um, but she needed, you know, we ended up talking, you know, and she goes, I don't know why you'd hide this from me. I said, well, you know, a DWAI is, you know, driving drunk while stupid is not anything you really want to admit to, you know, some, not only someone you care about, but, um, you know, a bartender. You know, the, the not drinking thing uh, has been legally enforced. I know uh, before I said it was a financial thing, um, I was still in denial. I was still scared. I'm not scared. I mean, I'm still... Shame is not the right word. I'm, I'm dealing with it. I'm processing what's going on. The more I'm open about it, it doesn't feel like I'm living two different lives. It's not like I have to lie or hide something. So there's there's that. And, you know, I'm... I'm, I've gotten a few of the uh, requirements for my probation done. I am on probation. Um, I was sentenced earlier this year uh, in, in uh, June. June, And uh, I'm getting what I need to get done. I'm just trying to put this behind me. No one was hurt. Thank God I wasn't hurt. The person I hit, there was an accident involved. The person I hit uh, wasn't hurt. Um, it was just cars um, that are replaced. And, you know, because I'm not drinking, I'm saving up a lot of money to uh, replace said car when I get my license back, which was revoked. This is something I did to myself, and I own that. Um, but I feel I need to be honest about when I talk about not drinking and going to therapy, which is court-ordered. Though the therapy I went, it's it's really uh, like workbook-based, and I don't know if, if I'm going to get a whole lot out of it um, as opposed to going to actual therapy. But um, I, I wasn't drinking because I was depressed. I wasn't drinking because I was anxious. I, I had a, uh, literally t two drinks and left the bar without eating, and it was stupid, and I wasn't paying attention. Not that that's an excuse. So I want to be honest um, and upfront, um, especially in light of you know my dad having, even though it's manageable now, manageable now rather, um, diagnosis for his health. I feel that that was a catalyst. I need to be honest with you, the listeners. So if you've gone through something like this, you're not alone. When you feel that you're possibly living two lives hiding drinking from someone, don't. Face the problem. It's only going to get worse. And sometimes you need help that you don't know you need or you're too afraid to ask or you don't even know to ask. Like I said, you don't you don't know you needed the help. And that's happened to you before with, with alcohol abuse. So... You know, like I said, this this got real. Um, I'm glad that I wasn't drinking um, for an emotional reason. Like I said, I mean, there's no good excuse to, to drink and drive. It's, there's absolutely none. But um, the silver lining was, you know, uh, people that know me went, you know, that, that I've told were like, were you sad? What was going on? And I said, really, it wasn't. I was just right by a, a bar that I used to frequent. I stopped in to say, hey, the bartender was like, have a drink on me, have a couple, and I was like, well, I'm going to go get something to eat, and I should have just eaten there and waited, um, but I was stupid. That's that's long and short of it. I need to admit that. I need to face that. Um, there'll probably be more on this uh, next week, um, probably not on my dad, uh, and not necessarily on the DWAI, but um, I, I wanted to be honest with you with you folks, with you guys and gals, you, you bacon ears, sentient class glass, doesn't matter, um, I think you know what I'm getting at, but I need to be honest with you, and thank you for letting me be honest with you, so from Dam, Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses, I'm Doug, and from Dam, Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses, these have been some Acute Mental Neuroses, good night, internet.
If you liked this, check out some of our other shows like Mr. Right, Exotic Liability, and No Applause, Just the Clap. You can find us at www.bacnpodcast.com and by searching for BACN on iTunes and Stitcher.